We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form, as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer, while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government, and to provide new guards for their future security. You're tuning into the Constitutionalist with Donnie the Dom. Don't be political property. Be free. Hello, everybody. Thank you for coming in and checking out the Constitutionalist. Uh, just so you guys know, real quick, house cleaning. Uh, these episodes before 7.30, from now on, won't have callers because they will turn into full episodes. They were supposed to be real quick takes. Um, so, yes, and come back, definitely. You can listen if you want to. The live chat's open there. If I see something in live chat, y'all ask while I'm doing this, I'll go ahead and definitely answer your questions. But we will have an open call session at 7.30 p.m. like we always do. But these are more so quick takes. Um, that we're not going to be really discussing in depth overnight. Tonight's episode is going to be really, really awesome and fun. Um, I think it's going to be pretty, pretty awesome. It's, been, it's got some good, got a good guy coming in tonight. So tonight we're talking about Elon Omar being ungrateful immigrant and anti-American plant. That's my opinion. Okay. Now the reason why I say that when you come to America, you're claiming you're a refugee, and then you're very, you have a lot of hate and anger for the country. You see everything as racist or um, just against you. And then I guess, you know, she she came, uh, went pretty viral yesterday because she had an issue with a Christian singing on an airplane. Um, I don't really know what airplane that was, but it seemed like no one had masks on. So maybe in a private plane. Um, I just can't see why someone would find a reason to be angry about that. I didn't see anyone arguing or yelling on the plane to shut up or anything. I just think that people want christians to be quiet everyone else is is um protected um in in a sense with other religions and you know the government's not supposed to be doing that especially the fact that you're a government official and you're saying that and you're in congress that is a that's a big deal for our country when you when we have people in office saying things like that um but the thing with her is uh she has a lot of dirty secrets we all know the other ones about marrying her brother all those different things uh i'm also trying to figure out how she got in office in the first place um it's just so crazy to me how people leave other countries and somehow magically end up in our Congress. I think that we should really start thinking about how come these there's more people that are not, are not Americans get, keep on getting in office. That is, I think that's something we need to think about. We have to think about how people are installed, how they're placed, and where the money and the funding is coming from. But the other thing that we want to discuss is the fact that her family's dirty secret is that they weren't really refugees in the traditional sense. They were actually Marxist, um, Islamist government um, people. That they were the regime. They were the oppressors. 
And then to come over here, and I'm like, how did you get here in the first place? And then you somehow end up in the government. And you criticize our government. Can you guys imagine, say I want to go to India, right? Do you guys think that I can go there and scream how much I hate, hate India and how racist they are and end up in office and... And the, the people are not gonna have a problem with it. Do y'all like? Do y'all, do y'all think about that? If we decide to migrate to another country, and then we talk about how uh, racist it is. We we criticize it all the time, and then we kind of mock the things that happened historically in their country that was no good, but still somehow stay in office and protected by the media and doesn't get attacked for it. This, that's we're in some crazy times. So let's get into it a little further. Let me see. Pedro, yes, uh, the call button is disabled at the moment because we will be talking at 7.30 together. These are quick takes because before when I was doing my quick takes, they lasted just as long as the show because people came on and was talking. So um, let's get to this real quick. Yes, definitely. And, um, so Congresswoman Elon Omar says she wants to dismantle the whole system of the United States, including and not limit to the economy and political systems. Like I said, do you think we'll have much of a chance? Do you think we'll live if we try to do that in another country and say those kind of things? Absolutely not. One second. Roll the clip. As long as our economy and political systems prioritize profit without considering who is profiting, who is being shut out, we will perpetuate this inequality. So we cannot stop at the criminal justice system. We must begin the work of dismantling the whole system of oppression wherever we find it. I just think it's funny to me when someone talks about dismantling the whole system of oppression when you were the oppressor where you left. So I think that, that at this point that, that she's kind of living proof that, you know, how we've been practicing immigration in this country is dangerous. Like I was saying, it's it's interesting to me what we have people who hate this country somehow end up in Congress and they somehow end up here in the first place. If if you were the oppressor, then why are you here? I think America has a history with doing certain things like that than claiming these people were refugees. Yeah, unsanctioned. She's a communist. They don't recognize preliminary or uh, legitimate democracies. Yes. Um, Real quick, let's see what Tucker Carlson had to say on this subject. And I'll close it out real quick. I just wanted to address that. One thing people don't really use an example is as Americans, if we were to go somewhere else and do this, it's not going to work. We cannot have someone in office like this. And actually, you cannot run on an office on these kind of things. This, like, she could be removed from office from this, but we don't do anything. She gets to sit there and stay. So hold on. Let's see. What, you know, I don't watch uh, Fox News. I don't watch Tucker Carlson. But um, this is an interesting clip that's here in the article. So I'm going to head and uh, share with you guys. And this will be, like I said, this is a quick take. We're going to re-come together again um, around 7, uh, 7.30 like normal. So one second. Buy into our values and thrive. We call it the American dream and nothing makes us prouder. It was in that spirit that in 1992, the United States welcomed 10-year-old Ilhan Omar and her family. Omar was born in Somalia, one of the world's poorest countries. It was then ruled by a Marxist military dictatorship. When Omar was six, she and her parents and their six siblings fled a worsening civil war and wound up in a refugee camp in Kenya. They spent four years there until America offered the family asylum here and let them settle in Minneapolis. 
Omar's father drove a taxi at first, then got a job at the post office working for the government. Omar, meanwhile, grew up free in the world's richest country with all the bounty that that implies. She became a citizen, then went to work at a state university. A few years later, she became a member of Congress, elected by voters who were proud to see an immigrant succeed. Omar is now, at the age of only 36, one of the most powerful women in America. It's an amazing story, really. Only in this country could it have happened. Elon Omar has an awful lot to be grateful for. But she isn't grateful. Not at all. After everything America has done for Omar and for her family, she hates this country more than ever. In a recent piece in the Washington Post, the reporter put it this way, quote, In Omar's version, America isn't the big-hearted country that saved her from a brutal war and a bleak refugee camp. It wasn't a meritocracy that helped her attend college or vaulted her into Congress. Instead, it was the country that had failed to live up to its founding ideals, a place that had disappointed her and so many immigrants, refugees, and minorities like her, end quote. If anything, that's an understatement. Amar isn't disappointed in America. She's enraged by it. Virtually every public statement she makes accuses Americans of bigotry and racism. This is an immoral country, she says. She has undisguised contempt for the United States and for its people. That should worry you, and not just because Omar is now a sitting member of Congress. Ilhan Omar is living proof that the way we practice immigration has become dangerous to this country. A system designed to strengthen America is instead undermining it. Some of the very people we try hardest to help have come to hate us passionately. Maybe that's our fault for asking too little of our immigrants. We aren't self-confident enough to make them assimilate so they never feel fully American. Or maybe the problem is deeper than that. Maybe we're importing people from places whose values are simply antithetical to ours. Who knows what the problem is? But there is a problem. And whatever the cause, this cannot continue. It's not sustainable. No country can import large numbers of people who hate it and expect to survive. The Romans were the last to try that with predictable results. So be grateful for Ilhan Omar, annoying as she is. She's a living fire alarm, a warning to the rest of us that we better change our immigration system immediately or else. We're going to end tonight with some... So I, I actually 100% agree with that sentiment because that that is dangerous. Like, why even come... I'm, I'm personally not going to go to a place where I feel like I'm not safe. Oh, I feel like they hate, they would hate me. I, I just don't see that. These people come here and they see all these opportunities and they see how um, open and welcoming Americans are and they take advantage of the system and they they prosper with the system. But then how can you hate this system? But like I said, honestly, um, another solution, I think that when people come here and they start doing things like that and they're no longer a, a, a citizen that how they said they were going to be, when they came here, they should go back to where they came from, honestly. Um, people say, oh, you shouldn't say that. Go back to your country. Well, I mean, I'm quite sure that's how they would treat you in other countries. They, they, they don't make, you can't just go sneak there and get jobs and, um, get loans and buy houses and all that other stuff in other countries. But in America, you can do things like that. Leave illegally as well. So, um, we just got, we gotta, we gotta actually hone down on this because you can't be, be surrounding yourself with um your enemies if if people hate you that's not safe and that's not that's not looking out for the american people but we're about to get in tonight at 7 30 p.m in the pinky and brain mode as we always do what we're gonna do every single night you guys try to take back america all right i will see you guys here in a few minutes thank you for listening and chiming in 
We're going to play the anthem and call it a moment. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form, as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer, while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government, and to provide new guards for their future security. You're tuning into the Constitutionalist with Donnie the Dog. Don't be political property. Be free.